Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner podcast. This is a podcast for lifelong learners where we learn about different topics, people, organizations, and events. My name is Caleb Mason, and this is my co-host, Todd Itzenbach. Today, we're going to be learning about the topic of pride. So for many people um, in their lives, they, they don't like to admit that they have pride, and they don't like to admit that it's even something that they really have to deal with. And Caleb and I kind of we we would admit that we fit this this mold where we would like to think that we're not prideful, but in reality we really are. And so this was a podcast that we really wanted to record, and we brought in a guy. His name is Mark Honeycutt, um, and Mark is the campus pastor for the Dover campus of New Point Community Church. And uh, Mark is gonna he's gonna talk about pride. Um, in maybe a different way than, than others would approach it. And so he's going to approach it more from the perspective of Christianity. Um, Caleb and I, as, as many of you know already, are Christians. We work in churches, and, and Mark's a pastor. And so he comes at pride from a spiritual aspect and really gets into talking about um, how this relates to faith and into different things like that. And so this is something that does impact all of us in some way. And this is why it was just so important for us to be able to work through what pride looks like for us. Mark is one of the least prideful people that I know from my perspective. And that's why we decided to have him on the podcast, because as you'll hear, even though, um, at least from the outside perspective, he doesn't seem to struggle with it. From his perspective, he struggles with it a lot. And that's why we decided to have him on the podcast. It's because he seems to be a person who does a good job of navigating through that. And so we're going to jump into that conversation right now. Okay, well, I have my friend Mark Honeycutt here. And uh, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Caleb, thanks for having me um, on the podcast. And I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, my name's Mark, and I'm the campus pastor at New Point Dover in Dover, Ohio, the big metropolis of Dover, Ohio, in the Midwest, uh, Midwest Ohio, and just having a good time, and uh, looking forward to talking about this important subject today. Yeah, so we're talking about pride today, and so just to kind of kick this off, the first question I have for you, Mark, is, is pride always a bad thing? Uh, pr- you know, Caleb, when you talk about pride, you know, uh, biblically, when you look at the subject of pride, there's not a lot of things that the scripture, the Bible says that God hates, and he says he hates, you know, pride. He hates pride. So I think when we can look at pride culturally, if you said uh, at a ball game, is school pride a bad, bad thing? I'd be like, you know, no. Hey, are you proud of your kids? No. But when you're talking about in the context of your relationship with God, are you proud? Are you a proud person uh, in your relationship with God? Then yeah, I would say it's a pretty bad thing because God detests, I think the words detest, you know, mm-hmm. he detests uh, pride. So I think it's the context in which it's used. And you sometimes even find myself uh, saying, hey, I'm proud of my church or I'm proud of that small group or I'm proud of a group today that went up to Strasburg and fed hungry kids at lunch. You know, but I think there's a there's a different context the way you use the word. So I would say pride's not always a bad thing in the right context, but in the context of your relationship with God, it's always a, it's always a bad thing. Okay, what would you say like separates the context between pride kind of being a good thing and pride not being a good thing as it comes to God? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, again, God detests uh, pride. And I think that um, we, we could define pride and understand a little bit what it is and then, then kind of maybe even go from there. 
Mm-hmm. And I would define pride as a as a self sufficiency, um, a self dependence upon yourself that I don't need God, um, and, and it can hide in our lives. And so this isn't the drunk in the gutter that's throwing his fist up at God and saying I don't need you. It's the campus pastor at New Point Dover that says, Hey, you've uh, brought me out of cancer. You've healed me. Uh, I owe you a lot. I'm going to rock this thing for you. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to work early, get up early and work late and just totally not dependent upon God and God's power and who God is. I think that's a, a form of pride that can lead to, that does lead to destruction mm-hmm. uh, tremendously. And so it's just all about trust. It's all about, uh, I would say, that the lack of pride is, is just mistrust. It's just uh, a deficiency in just uh, acknowledging and seeking and crying out and needing God. And so in our depravity, you know, we, we look at ourselves and see ourselves a whole lot better than God sees us. You know, and so um, that, that can be like major, major pride when, when I say, hey, I'm something without you, God. But on the other hand, you know, God does call us his child. God does call us, you know, free. God does call, you know, compares us to soldiers and teachers and farmers and, you know, all these other things that God sees us as. I think that if we're not careful, we can also not see ourselves the way God sees us and act some way that's, um, you know, uh, insufficient to what he's equipped us to do. And that also can kind of reflect in our lives as, as, as pride. So I think when you when we talk about biblical pride, uh, we get away from like school pride. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's I'm proud to be an American. We celebrate the Fourth of July. You know, and mm-hmm. you don't want me to sing that little song there, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, but that's uh, that's a little bit different than biblical pride. Okay. So, what would you say are some gauges you use to help you know if you are being prideful? Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, and, and really, you know, you've probably never heard an expert on a podcast before, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much an expert in this subject um, about pride. And part of my, there's a great book by Gary McIntosh called The Dark Side of Leadership, and he gives five types of leaders in there, and, and I'm a narcissistic compulsive leader, which is not really a good thing, uh, but there are some good qualities of a, a narcissistic compulsive Leader. So you've got somebody like Samson that's very narcissistic, and he had some great qualities that God was going to use, but he just kind of went away from those. And so some gauges that I would use is it's hard to detect in your own, own life. And so you have to have some people around you that can just be honest with you because uh, I have a desire to be out front. I have a desire to be the life of the party. I have a desire to not want to sit back. And so there's some people in my life that I've just said, hey, I've given permission to to say, hey, listen, because I can't see the gauges. They're foggy. You know, Mm -hmm. my boat, sometimes the the gauge gets foggy and I can't see it. I think that's a lot of time with pride in our lives. It's so hard to detect in our lives personally. And so you got to give somebody else the opportunity to speak into your life and say, hey, I think, you know, you're being a little bit prideful in that situation or maybe hold back there or maybe make somebody else the hero. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that would be another gauge at the end of the day. When I was the hero in every situation, when I solved every problem, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm driving home and I'm like, crushed it today, you know, um, I, I think that can, that, that's an indication of gauge that pride's creeping into, into your life. When you equipped others that day, when others got the credit, when others um, were able to use their gifts and abilities, 
and you know I must decrease, he must increase. And you decreased that day. You you went you ascended low instead of ascended high. I think that's a sign of humility, and I think that's a sign a good gauge that okay, you know I'm, I've got some pride under control uh, today. I, I would say Paul, you know the apostle Paul, um, was a good indicator of how to deal with pride. And he says in Galatians two twenty, you know I crucify myself every day. You know it's not I that live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. And so I, I think getting up every day, getting with God. So another gauge would be get with God before you get with others. And from that perspective, you see who God is and you see yourself comparative to him. Uh, if I look around northeast Ohio, uh, I look around even my staff, you know, I'm kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm probably not the top spiritual person here. You know, no, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, but yeah. uh, I'm doing pretty good. But when I when I get with God, it's like, you know, that's that's cra- You know, it's just crazy how righteous God is and how unrighteous I am. And so, self righteousness is a huge sign of pride. It's the giant sign of pride. And so, getting with Him in a systematic, quiet time, you know, book study, Bible study, time of prayer, time of journaling, it really does center me uh, in who I am. And what he says I am compared to the way I try to set who, who I say that I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Paul says that I die to self. So, you know, you're not petting pride. You're not setting pride aside. You've got, you got to kill it. you got to kill pride. And he says the life which I now live, I live by faith, which I love. Because I think if you're not living a life of faith, which is dependence upon God, then you're prideful. Mm-hmm. And so you can sit back and say, okay, it's me and my four no more. And... I'm going to teach the Bible and love people, but I'm not going to attempt anything great for God. And there's no faith in your life, you know. Then I think that's also pride in a self-sufficiency, you know, mode. Yeah, because you don't need God. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So that you know, Paul says, "I live by faith." So I mean, he he did, you know, great things for for God. If it wasn't for Paul, you know, we would probably be sitting here. Yeah. And so you know, I think a life of faith. uh, If you're living a, a faithless life, I think that's a gauge that hey. You know, I, I'm prideful. I'm, I'm a prideful person. I don't need God. I don't, I've set up a society and a uh, culture and, and my little environment, my little ecosystem to where I don't need God. I may look like I need God from the outside, but I'm really doing nothing. I think that can be very prideful, too. Okay. The next thing I want to talk with you about is, do you think there's a relationship between pride and insecurity? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think that would swing the other you know, the opposite, opposite uh, pendulum um, would be that if I'm insecure, I don't see myself the way God sees me. And so, you know, I think the other side of that would be I see myself above God or I see myself making decisions that, you know, God's not in control or I panic or I worry. Um, so if I'm, um, if I'm on the other side of that, I'm kind of going, you know, well, uh, I can't do anything. I'm just useless. I kind of compare it to the, uh, you know, great theologian Winnie the Pooh, uh, the Eeyore and the Tigger. You know, so you got Tigger that's like, you know, on one side that's like just like jumping up and he's ready to do anything and he can accomplish anything, and you got Eeyore going, "What was me? I can't do. I can't do anything." So I think if you get in that Eeyore mentality, it can also just reveal huge pride in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at least for me also, there's part of me that's like, sometimes I'll project 
others like look at this area that yeah. I'm doing extremely well in. Right. So you can ignore all this stuff that I really struggle with a right. lot too. Right, right, right. So what, what would be a what would be an example of that? I mean, what what do you? Yeah, I would say that there's probably. Uh, man, putting me on the spot here, Mark. That's okay. That's all right. I'll give one. I, I mean, I just, I just had one. I'm not good at numbers. I'm just mm-hmm. not. And, um, you know, the budget process that we're doing, every church has to go through, you know, I'm just kind of like, oh, I just don't want them. My attitude's bad about it, you know. And God got, you know, he just convicted me about it. He said, listen, you know, these, these are numbers that are important. It's money that God's people have given. And, you know, you need to embrace this. You need to embrace this and your sense of this, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, is pride because you're not dependent upon me. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put you there to, to lead that campus and lead that budget if I didn't equip you and empower you, you know, to do it. And so it's one of those times where it's just kind of like, oh, oh okay, God, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that, I get that. I would say for me, it's probably, you know, one of our values here is like people over tasks. Yeah. And I'm a very task-driven person. And I have a natural tendency to focus more on the task than on the people side. That's just naturally how yeah. I'm wired. It's not necessarily a good thing. But sometimes like, I'll put all my effort into accomplishing something versus just sitting down and being with someone and right. investing those other people. So I'd say that's probably one way yeah. that it plays out in my life anyway. Yeah. And I, I would say one of those gauges is when you start debating with God about that. You know, well, God, you gifted me to be tasked on people. God, you gifted me to be with people, not budgets and numbers. And you know, I think when you start debating with God, there, you get in some dangerous territory. You know, I think it's okay to have a conversation with God and listen mm-hmm. to the conversation He has with you. But you know, um, the other day, uh, silly situation, and uh, somebody hurt me, and, and uh, it's you know, it's not hard to get your feelings hurt, just to be honest. And, and so somebody hurt me, and I, I told my wife about it, Cheryl, and. And uh, kind of festered for about a week and a half. And, and I just sensed God saying, hey, you need to call this person. You need to call and talk to them. Uh, they didn't even know it. They didn't have a clue. You know, but just, just call them. You know, don't let this fester. You need to call and talk to them. And so uh, that was on a Thursday. Well, Friday, my wife came back from a mission trip. And I said, hey, listen, you know that situation I told you about? God told me to call the person. And she was like, oh, awesome. What did they say? And I'm like, well, I didn't call. <laughs> and she's like, what? You didn't, God told you to call and you didn't call. And I'm like, no, I, I didn't. You know, and so it was kind of, it was a very prideful thing on my part because, mm-hmm. hey, I'm in the right here. I mean, and God's like, it doesn't matter who's in the right here. You can't have this bitterness. You're going to let it build up to bitterness and it's not going to be good in your life. And I want you to call and want you to, you break the ice and you take the first step and you do that. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a debate. It wasn't an option. It, it was an imperative that God gave me. And yes, I did end up calling and, and obeying. But, you know, I, I find myself when I'm in those situations that that reveals a ton of pride in my life. It's a good gauge to say, hey, listen, you're not you're not doing what God wants you to do. I mean, when God tells us to do something, he means, you know, um, now, yeah, now <laughs> immediately. It's not like wait on it, you know. Yeah. Man, that's tough, though. It is very tough. Because, I mean, I at least know from my life, like, I. This is ridiculous. I think I know better than God sometimes. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's our life. You know what I'm yep. saying? You know, God, you're busy doing other things. I've got, I'm here. I'm doing this. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I'm paying full attention to it. You're kind of maybe paying attention right. to it sometimes. Right. And he, but he's able to work it, work it all out. Yep. Uh, and, you know, and I can, when you bow your head, you get the stillness with him. 
uh, those situations and those uh, commands that God gives us, they just they just haunt you. The Spirit, Holy Spirit, just kind of gives you that nudge. And mm -hmm. when you ignore that nudge, if you don't sense that nudge, you can be very prideful. I had a mentor tell me one time, Caleb, that said he said, uh, "Be aware of the guy that preaches repentance but never repents." And uh, you know, if you're not careful as a Christian leader, you can like just wax eloquent on all these points and all these truths, and you don't live those things out. And you're not confessing, and you're not repenting, and you're not humbling yourself, and you're not, I mean, it just, you've got to constantly uh, check up, you know. And if Paul, you know, Romans 7, I mean, I, what I want to do, I don't do. And I mean, he's, again, just a great Christian, just a great follower of Christ. And if, if he didn't get there, we're not, we're not going to get there. Now, we're closer now than we were mm -hmm. in our sanctification and our growth and our walk with Christ, but... We're not there, man. You know, so we've got to constantly be broken before God, and, and He has a way. If we we don't, He has a way of you know putting us where we can see Him. Oh yeah, yeah, He and, does. And it's out of love for love for Him, love for us. So switching gears a little bit, I want to ask you, how do you deal with other people's pride? Because we all have people in yeah. our lives who it's like, yeah. man, do you have some self awareness? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Punch them in the throat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a North Carolina theology. Um, you know, it's easier to recognize in someone else's life than it is our lives. Um, so, so I think that you've got to have a little empathy, and that's something probably in the past six months God's been really teaching me. Uh, I had a day last Wednesday. Uh, my 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 story. Part of that story involves some cancer stuff, and I had breast cancer in 2013. And, and um, I was in a meeting, and I had some routine blood work done. And the doctor actually called and left a message, and I'm kind of going, okay, you know. I go out of the meeting and list the message, hey, this is your doc, and just want to let you know one of your blood counts came back a little weird. I need you to call me. Well, you don't call, you don't tell a, you don't leave a cancer patient a voicemail message. I'm trying. So I call him up, and it's it's a it's a hormone type. Uh, blood test thing, what had nothing to do with cancer, which I'm like, whew, great. But he says, okay, we need to get this fixed. Well, I'm on some hormone therapy with my breast cancer called tamoxifen. It's a long story. So I, I can't get this fixed and continue to take this tamoxifen, which just put me in a funk. You know, just that, that day just put me in a funk. And uh, it's been a long time since I've been there. And, and if you say you haven't been there, you're, you're, you're lying. I mean, everybody's been there. And I'm going through meetings. I'm talking with people. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying, God, what, what are you trying to teach me in this? What are you trying to show me in this? And I'm meeting with people, and I'm actually trying having to uh, fake it a little bit. I hate to, I hate to even mention, uh, you mention that. I couldn't wait to get to my wife and talk this thing out. And, you know, okay, hey, listen, we've got, here's a game plan. And here's, it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And we can figure this out. We can figure this out. And so I needed that from her. Well, that put me back in kind of a good spot, good place. Well, as I was kind of thinking through my day that night and kind of walking through those stories and those scenes with people, God says, Mark, you don't know the phone call that person got. You don't know the situation they just left to come talk to you. And so I think when, I, when I'm dealing with a prideful person, I've got to understand the context in which they're coming from, you know, and, and were they, what just happened to them or the, or, or the call. And that goes back to the empathy thing. And so I, I think... Um, you know, everything in you wants to punch them in the throat. Uh, and you could probably be justified for doing it. Probably lose your job, too. But, um, you know, you, you've got to have empathy 
for, for that person. Uh, Gene Edwards wrote a great book called Tale of Three Kings. Uh, it's a little book, a little read. If you haven't read the book, I encourage you to download it right now or order it right now. It's just a really good book. It talks about Saul, David, and Absalom and how Saul threw spears at David and how David dealt with Saul, one of the most prideful people in the Bible. Uh, it's really, really just a good, good read. And it was that God's in control, that God um, at any moment could take Saul out of the picture and put David where he needs to be on that throne. But God was using Saul to kind of form David. And I think when we look at prideful people, the last thing on our mind is, okay, God could be using this person to kind of sand my rough edges off. But usually that's what God's trying to do. And there's always, listen, I don't care what situation, what organization, how many people, if you have more than two people, there's always one that's going to like rub you just the wrong way. There's always one. And when that person leaves, there's always one more that's there. And I can't help but think that's just God saying, hey, I'm trying to, you know, keep you sharp, keep you keep you strong. And, you know, you can be healthy and have difficult people in your life. That's not, that's something I talk with staff people about all the time. You know, health is not a perfect utopia. Health is you learning how to deal with it and understanding God's in control. And you're going to have to deal with prideful people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, t- it's tough, though. It's tough, though. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, one question, or the last question I want to ask you is, and we've talked about this a little bit, but what do you do to remain humble? And I know it's yeah. it's tough to call yourself humble, right? But yeah, you, that, one of one of my old mentors, he would say, uh, "Man got a badge for being humble, and he wore it, and they took it away." You know, so, <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I think it's again dependence. I think that um, realigning your perspective. It's so huge. Get in with God before you get with others. See yourself the way God sees you. Understand where you would be with one bad choice or one bad decision. Um, And try to just embrace the love and forgiveness and the mercy and grace. uh, I said grace twice, but it's double grace. uh, Double, double. Um, The grace of God. I think that's, that's so huge and so important. And Again, the hero thing, you know, that's, I think, from my narcissistic tendencies. I was a basketball player in high school and newspaper and all-American kid, and everybody's like, you're awesome, you're great, you can do anything. I mean, that started getting in my head. And as an 18-year-old, I was diagnosed with leukemia and just put on my back in a situation where it's, it had to be all about God. I spent 40 days in a, in a medical bubble without any you know touch from a human being uh, because of the um, – low immune system and all of that and you know you get out of there I felt so close to God there and felt so humble in that that situation I mean I couldn't do anything I couldn't make a fist I couldn't feed myself and then when you get out you start getting all this energy back and strength back and part of me desires to be back there I don't say I want to have leukemia again but it's a it's a constant battle it's just mm-hmm. a it's a daily I, I would say even hourly um, struggle to try to stay connected to God. But I think that's the key is to connect to Him. And when you're connected to Him, it's pretty hard to be prideful. It's also hard to not see yourself like He sees you too. So, you know, don't don't misinterpret, you know, comp, my passion's not pride, my confidence isn't pride because my passion's in Him, my confidence is in Him. But, uh, yeah, get some people around you. Stay close to Him. Stay, stay, you know, get with God before you get with others. And then just set the tone of your day and set the, path of your day to where I'm not going to be this prideful narcissistic jerk that 
walks around and being God's gift to New Point Community Church Dover, I'm going to try to walk around and be a humble person and allow God to work through me and people's lives. Great. Well, hey, thanks for talking with us about this subject, Mark, and kind of imparting some of your wisdom Thank with you, us. Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. If people want to get a hold of you or continue the conversation, how can they do that? Yeah. Um, my, my my last name's Honeycutt, so it's Mark Honeycutt, M-A-R-K-H-U-N-N-I-C-U-T-T. That's the right way to spell Honeycutt, and that's H-U-N-N-I-C-U-T-T. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Mark Honeycutt, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Mark Honeycutt. Uh, Instagram is at Mark Honeycutt. And so I'm, I was an early adopter to social media, so I actually got my name uh, real early. But I'd love to connect with you, love to talk with you, love to pray with you. And uh, God's got an incredible, incredible plan for your life. And uh, just looking forward to maybe connecting with you. Great. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Mark. Thanks, Caleb. You know, that was a great conversation. And the thing that it made me think of as we were um, going through that interview is accountability and how pride really, a lot of it has to do with accountability and making sure that we are putting ourselves in environments and in situations and surrounding ourselves with people who can kind of hold our feet to the fire when we begin to delve into this, um, the black hole that it can become pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because pride is, is one of those things that it's really tough to see in the mirror. Right, and, it's, and we don't want to see it in the mirror, and so we put filters up to be able to not see it. Exactly. Right. It's difficult. It's it's a really hard. It's it's a hard thing to be able to to identify in yourself. Mm-hmm. So on the next episode of the Learners Corner podcast, we're going to be talking about something that we call the process. And to find out more about the process, subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss our next episode. And while you're at it, leave a rating and write a review of the podcast on iTunes. If you want to continue the conversation during the week, you can hit us up on our Twitter handle, which is at Learners Podcast. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing.